the FT. This is Andrew Jack, health correspondent for the Financial Times. I'm with Dr. Babatunde Ozatimehen, head of the United Nations Fund for Population Activities, just ahead of the symbolic date of October 31st, when in theory the seven billionth person comes into the world. Should we be worried or should we be celebrating that date and that birth? The symbolic date of October 31 uh, is one in which UNFPA, the United Nations Fund for Population Activities or United Nations Population Fund, as we like to call it, would like to use that to draw attention to the issues of population and development. And the tapestry that surrounds population around the world the fact that there are people around the world who are poor, women and young girls who need education, who we believe that we should get their governments to do more for, uh, the issues of young people and the issues around old people. So it's really to draw attention to these things. And as we go into uh, the phase of looking at sustainability and the Rio Plus 20 process, uh, which uh, the world is going to go to Rio for June next year, to try and put people at the center of development and sustainability. I think that's really why uh, this, 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 this is quite significant. Just thinking, first of all, about fertility. <clears throat> so we're at 7 billion. Some projections suggest we'll go to 9 or even 10 billion. Is that sustainable or is there anything that needs to be done? Well, the, 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 the truth of the matter is that I think the world would respond to it in a manner in which I want to be positive. In, in the 60s, when we hit 3.5 billion, Time magazine actually had a cover page saying population explosion. I mean, that was 3.5 billion. Now, if you follow what has happened since then, what you know, you, you see that we picked in the 60s, globally, at about 2% population growth. It's now come down to a little over 1%. So globally, population is actually not growing as fast as it used to grow. That's one. Two, there were predictions that food production will also go down. And, you know, there was some apocalyptic, uh, you know, uh, prescription at that time. But in of fact, that never happened. So... I want to believe that going forward, we would see adjustments. But but that does not remove the fact that we at UNFPA need to work aggressively with countries where poverty, you know, population growth, disease, you know, maternal mortality, you know, low contraceptive prevalence is. And we need to work there so that at the individual level, the the woman or the young woman can take cho- can make choices about their lives and be able to take control of their lives because that's where development actually starts from. So if you had a single policy that you'd like to see expanded more to address population expansion, what would that be? Family planning? What would... If I had one, it would be education of young girls. But in that context, age-appropriate sex- sexuality education and access to reproductive health services, including family planning. Because remind us, there's 200 million or so 215 women. million women worldwide who require family planning and are not getting it at this point in time. And finally, just thinking about 
in many of the developed countries, it's more a problem of ageing and it the is, challenge. Yes. How, how to deal with that? What yeah. more needs to be done? I think that we need social policies to address that because there's going to be huge issues around health, uh, around transportation, housing. And, and I think uh, even looking at what has happened in the last few years in the, in the global financial systems, issues of pensions and all of that, we need to be very careful that we can put structures in place uh, that address these things so that every old person can, can actually have a life of dignity. Thank you very much. Thank you. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.